get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, hello, hello, hello. The best football show with your host, Brian Baldinger. I'm right here uh, at my film room in Fort Lauderdale. So I'm down south. Beautiful beach day out there. I hope everybody's enjoying, uh, you know, this week between Christmas and New Year's. A little dead for some people. I see families and tourists and everything down here right now, so it's great. But, you know, honestly, this is the football season. And you can find me, by the way, at, uh, at Baldy the NFL on Twitter and let's see Instagram and YouTube, you name it. And right here on your free Odyssey app, you can check out the best football show every day. So, I mean, it's week 17. I mean, tomorrow night, Cleveland and the New York Jets. We'll see if Joe Flacco can keep it going and uh, against his old team, the New York Jets, and the Jets defense can get back on track and all that kind of stuff. But really, they've got we've got monster games coming up this weekend, just monster games. I mean, you think about what we just saw on Christmas and what we saw on Christmas Eve and some of the games that we just witnessed, Baltimore and San Francisco and the Raiders and Chiefs and, you know, uh, just some of these games that have been played, but it, it it doesn't get any bigger than this weekend. Detroit goes to Dallas. I mean, that alone, I mean, who is, is the, are the, if the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, like who's the second best team? Is it Detroit? Is it Dallas? Is it Philadelphia? Is it Tampa who's won four in a row? Who is it? Well, the good thing is we got these matchups that kind of decide it. We don't have to chirp about it too much. We can let these games go and let them decide on the field. Because right now Detroit's offense is playing great. They won three out of four, and in those three wins, they put up 33, 42, and 30 last week. I mean, they're scoring at a high clip. And if you look, it kind of gets – the table gets set. I was talking to Frank Ragno on a show yesterday for the NFL Network. A good friend of mine – Former Eagle Hank Frail is the offense line coach there for Dan Campbell. He's done the, the players love him. They love playing for him. Very demanding. But he was a player. He understands the league. And their line is playing great. And if you look at David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, I don't know that there's a better one-two back combination in the league right now. Um, they've run for 17 touchdowns. They run for 1,650 yards. I mean, it's just a great one-two punch. Montgomery starts. Gibbs comes in. Gibbs has a lot more catches than Montgomery. Got 47 catches. He's a dynamic player. Exactly, you know, when Detroit made him the 12th pick of the draft, people were scratching their heads. But you can make a case that Jameer Gibbs has been better than B. John Robinson. You could say that they don't use B. John the way they should. All that stuff is true. But you could say right now that, you know, Jameer is every bit the player that B. John is, and more so. So when David, when Jared Goff isn't turning the ball over, this is a really good football team. And you just got a question right now. Can Dallas's offense get back on track uh, in a close loss to Miami? But certainly CD kind of went away in the second and third quarters. Not like they weren't looking for him, but the protection broke down. Um, you know, back up left tackle in there. They weren't very good up front. Didn't run the ball particularly well. Uh, Dak was under duress. So can Dallas get on track? You know, I mean, this is this is the season right now. Are they going to be – they, can they win the NFC East? Um, you know, they have to win out, have a chance to do it. What seed can they be? Are they a number – I don't you know, I don't know. They can be a number two seed or 
Can they be a number five seed? I don't, you know, all that stuff is to be determined. But this is a huge game for Dallas. Disappointing loss, no doubt, to Miami. Chance to win the game. Obviously, their foible down on the goal line again. The mishandoff between Dak and Lupke, the fullback, looks like it's going to be a you know a punch in. Um, but you know, you could say, okay, why didn't Tony Pollard score in a pitch option the play before, where he gets stuck and stuffed at the six inch line? Like you know, you just think a good, great back scores on that situation. They just use power and run right through. Um, I'm trying to think of this, the safety that was there, uh, Elliot. You know, Elliot, you know, stops him and Sealer comes over and stops him at the six inch line. I mean, 15 plays, you get nothing out of it. That's happened to Dallas too many, too many times. Detroit's defense right now is changed. They, they're starting this Ifiatu, Milifanu, and the guy's been unbelievable. He's been their blitzer and two interceptions last week. He's been excellent in uh, defending the balls down the field. They like to play three safeties with him and Kirby Joseph and Brian Branch. It's kind of what Dallas is doing right now. It's interesting. Dallas last week against Miami changed their defense. Marquise Bell did not start. He played. He didn't start. They literally started three safeties. They started J. Ron Kurse, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. And at times, they literally played three safeties across and no linebackers and took Damone Clark out. So they're changing things up a little bit. But I would say that Whatever they need to do to stop a potent rushing attack, and it's been an Achilles heel throughout the season, Buffalo loss, James Cook and what he did, Arizona loss, what James Conner and those guys did in Arizona, what Philadelphia has done to them. Um, you know, this is, this is one of those games where you go, what's Dallas's run defense going to be like? You know, does Jonathan Hankins get back in the lineup and does he make a difference? You know, uh, can Damone Clark and whoever, what are they going to do? Because Detroit's going to come after them in the run game. I'm anxious to see how they respond. Because if they get to the, you know, when they get to the postseason, they could see Detroit. They could see San Francisco. They could see the Eagles. All those teams can run the ball and with good offensive lines. So this is a good test for Dallas. And you got to get tested. You find out a lot about yourself. But, uh, you know, if they take care of business against Detroit and win this game, I mean, I think Dallas is the second-best team in the NFC. And I, I would stand by that. I mean, this is a big game for them, you know, at 10-5 uh, and five right now and losing a tough game, back-to-back tough games to Buffalo and Miami. So it's huge. You know, you don't want to go on a three-game slide this time of the year. Just don't. And they got a great test coming to town. So we're all going to be looking forward to that game. Then we get Miami going to Baltimore. Miami coming off probably the best win of the year, right? And, um, you know, I thought last week against Dallas that their defensive line whipped them pretty good. Won the line script. Had four sacks. They're up to 52 sacks right now. They're second in the league. Um, 52 sacks. And it's, you know, it's it's it's, it's everybody. You know, it's uh, Bradley Chubb. It's Christian Wilkins. It's Sealer. It's Ogba. Like, you know, Jalen Phillips went away, but, you know, um, Andrew Van Ginkle has been excellent. Uh, Agba, his role has been good. Wilkins and Sealer is a dynamic defensive tackle combination. And so the question is, like, what do you do to disrupt Lamar? San Francisco couldn't get him to turn the ball over, but he can turn it over. 
He can throw throws. He can make errant throws, and he can put the ball on the ground. So what does Miami do to really shake Lamar up? It's a big part of this game. You know, Miami would like to stay on track, basically sew up the AFC East home playoff game, and then, and then some. You know, what seed can they become? You know, you beat Baltimore, and all of a sudden, you know, they have uh, four losses. So anything, anything can be done. This is a huge game. So then the other part is the Rams went in there in week 14. They put up 31 points. They threw three passing touchdowns against this Ravens secondary, and it was very clever. There was a, a shot throw on an option route to Cooper Cup in the end zone, which looked impossible to stop. There was a tight end delay screen to the rookie, um, Allen, for a touchdown. And then the third one was a scramble drill where Stafford was able to elude the rush and make a, a, a throw against um, a matchup zone look. So that's the key, is Ravens can play this matchup zone. They also can play man coverage. I mean, they, they, they switch it up. It's not like they just play all zone. Against the Rams, they played a lot of man. And I think if they had to do it over again, they'd play what they did against the 49ers. This matchup zone, we'll see. Kyle Hamilton out. It's a big loss. He's an excellent player. A big part of what they do. But Geno Stone has played great football for him this year. He'll step in. But this matchup zone, just think about this. They're in zone, so all eyes are on the quarterback. They see the quarterback. They see his eyes, their footwork, their shoulders, you know, where they're throwing the ball. They get a jump. Then the ball's in the air like the first interception by Kyle Hamilton last week uh, when they're trying to throw it to Debo in the end zone. He saw the, he saw the throw the whole way. And uh, Brock Purdy thought he could get it in there, and he jumped right in front of the throw. Um, you know, we come off five interceptions now. Uh, it's, you know, it's they, they, they play this matchup zone very well. So what happens is... Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The ball snap, well, pre-snap. Miami runs all this motion, pre-snap motion. They run shifts. They run motions, changing formations. None of that bothers the Ravens when you're when they're playing zone. Like, they just expand it horizontally and vertically. And then as receivers come into their zones, they match up with them. All right? And they – they get to these drops, they spot drop, and they match up with these zones, and then they plaster you. And it can look like man coverage, but it's zone, and they match up with you. And they make you hold the ball. Now, how do you beat it? Well, running the ball certainly helps. And then if your quarterback can move and ex- extend plays, that helps. And then you have to be extremely accurate with the ball, the way Stafford was against him to put up points and to move the ball consistently against him. Uh, we saw Brock Purdy the other night make a throw to George Kittle against his matchup zone. It was a absolutely perfect throw. And it went through Kittle's hands on the sideline, but the throw was perfect. And, look, the coverage was great, and George got hit. And, look, a lot of guys aren't going to come down on the sideline with that ball. It's contested, highly contested. This is a, this defense is the number one defense in football for a reason. Um, and what they do, they do very, very well. And then, you know, the second interception last week was they they ran a double corner cat blitz. They brought Brandon Stevens from one side, and they brought Marlon Humphrey from the other side. Now, on the play, they want to throw this hit screen to Debo Samuel. And Stevens got both hands up. The ball gets tipped in the air. And because Marlon Humphrey was blitzing from the other side and wasn't in coverage, he intercepts the pass. So... <clears throat> They, they come at you, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, they can blitz. They blitz the corners. They blitz safeties. They'll blitz anybody from anywhere. So that they'll get a fifth rusher. So they'll change things up. They'll challenge your protection. This is a great test for Miami. It's going to be a great game amongst a lot of great games. But I think this defense, what it'll be interesting to see what Mike McDaniel does with Tua and his passing offense after watching the struggles that Brock Purdy and San Francisco have. They have very similar plays. They have very similar concepts. Obviously, Mike McDaniel was with Kyle for, I don't know, a decade or whatever. So they, they are, so Mike has the advantage of really studying what the Ravens did to the 49ers on Christmas night to formulate a game plan and not overthink it and not get away from what they like to do which is a lot of play action, a lot of um, a lot of shifts and motions. But maybe they won't do as much this week, seeing just how little effect it has on that defense. But play action and delay play action. So play action, fakes, get the, the, the linebackers drop uh, to step up to honor the run. And then once they recognize pass, they drop and expand. And the longer you hold it, the more it opens up for delays, tight end delays, running back delays out of the backfield, screens, 
Like all these plays can be good against the Ravens. They can be good. Um, so it'll be very interesting what, you know, if the Ra- if the Dolphins win and they play well against this defense, my question to Mike after the game would be, how much did you glean from what the 49ers struggles were? And how much did that alter your attack? If anything, I don't know. It's just something I know I would study a great deal if I was Miami and I have a lot, very similar concepts to what the 49ers do, how much that might change some of the things I do. So those are just two of some great, I mean, there's Pittsburgh, Seattle, all right, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Green Bay, Minnesota. I mean, there's so many good games, but I just wanted to concentrate on those two on the best football show today. I'm going to get to others tomorrow. We'll start breaking down week 17, pretty hardcore tomorrow. And I might even start with the Jets Cleveland because Cleveland is playing great football with Joe Flacco. And what Amari did last week in that win is amazing. I think he had 265 yards receiving. We haven't seen a receiver do that all year. I don't think Amari in his career, even at Alabama, ever had a game like that. So we'll break Flacco down, what Cleveland's doing, and what the Jets might be able to do to slow him down. They beat Cleveland last year because of poor special team plays by Cleveland. Um, That's always a factor in these kind of games. Um, I don't think Trevor Simeon is going to have great success or Brees Hall against Cleveland's defense. But we'll get into it tomorrow. I just thanks for joining me here today on this holiday week. It's bowl week. Football is on our minds. And that's what I do every day here in the Best Football Show. Join me at Baldy NFL uh, every day and join me here on the free Odyssey app or wherever you find your app. I'm here every day. Thanks for joining me. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow.